0: Hello, beautiful darlings. Welcome back to another potty from Bali. Um, I nearly just died. Let's just start with that. I nearly just fucking died. And again, background noise, horrendous. There's so many little scooters and cars driving past. I'm a little bit shaky. I genuinely just nearly died. Why do I want to record a potty right now? Well, because it's fresh in my mind. So that was a near-death experience. I will never fucking be the same again in the best way possible. And I know this sounds cooked, but part of me is like, so glad that just happened because yeah, I feel like I literally, like I'm changing every day while I'm here, but I feel like that just changed me tenfold. Like I will never be the fucking same. So obviously in the last potty, I was talking about like riding the scooters on Nusa Panita Island yesterday, right? Um, I'm actually a little bit shaky. <laughs> um, anyway, so I had another one today and got the helmet, did it up really tight, all the fucking things. And I was on my way to Diamond Beach, and just random side note, I'll tell you all the little stories along the way. I stopped to get petrol, and it was literally three dollars for a full tank. Like if you're in Australia, can you imagine getting a full tank of petrol for three dollars? Like, sorry, what? Like the cost of this place blows my fucking mind. But anyway, so I was on my way. I was starting to get a bit confident on the bike, but then there was also the, like that little voice in the back of my head that was like, yeah, like take it easy. You know, you don't want to drive like a fuckwit and then end up dead just cause you like got a bit too confident. Anyway, so I got stuck behind this fucking mini truck with like sand in its tray for ages and everyone else was like overtaking it. And I was just like taking my time trying to find a safe spot because you know like when you overtake someone on the road, like you have to go to the opposite side of the road, you wait until like the road is straight for ages and no one else is coming in the opposite direction. That's what I was waiting for. Everyone else was just overtaking it like around these sharp bends. I'm thinking, you are playing fucking Russian roulette right now. Anyway, so I waited until it was straight. Oh, like the moment is in my mind right now and I'm like wincing. Like I waited until it was straight, overtook it, but he was a little bit too far over to the right, which means he was too far over in the opposite lane. And I'm going past him oh i'm literally wincing thinking about it you know when you're on the road and the edge of the road isn't smooth it's like not a cliff drop because obviously it's only like a drop of say 15 centimeters or something but you know when it's like just a drop so i felt like my wheel slipped off the drop and i don't even know what happened after that i can't like bear with me like i don't know what happened but the bike i obviously don't know what happened because i was so in the moment i kind of wish i got it on video to be honest but The bike, like, I don't know, went sideways, flipped forwards. I don't fucking know what happened. There's no grazes on the back of me. So I think it was, like, mainly frontal impact. Um, And, yeah, so I crashed the scooter. All I'm going to say is thank fuck I was wearing a helmet. I'm looking at the helmet now, and there's, like, scratches along one side of it. And I'm, oh, it actually, like, it actually makes me nervous, like, petrified thinking about what would have happened to my face, my brain, my life. Had I not, I've been wearing a fucking helmet. So absolutely, we'll never get on one without a helmet again. Um, yeah. Crashed it. There is my whole... It's like the whole left side of my body mainly. So like my shoulder is like just grazed really badly. There's like clear shit leaking out of my body. Um, I don't know what it is, but anyway. my I'm surprised my hands aren't broken. Like no broken bones, no broken or like torn muscles, nothing. Like it's just all surface level shit I don't know how like I came off a scooter in Brisbane like 11 months ago and it fucked my hip and my hip has never been the same and this crash was way worse it just obviously like the impact of it was different but anyway so I come off I stand up I'm thinking what the fuck I'm looking at my body I'm like what the fuck oh yeah I didn't even finish explaining so shoulders fucked up Forearms fucked up. I've got greys at the top of my thigh. It's the knee. Like, the knee is bright fucking red. Like, there is blood everywhere, right? And, fuck. And I'm just standing there kind of in shock. And all all the people that were driving past at the time, like, stopped. And the person who I was trying to overtake fucking stopped. Thank God. And they get out. And they're all just in shock. Like, I'm in shock. They're in shock. They're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, Oh, I also ripped the edge of my nipple. Um love that for me so you know how you've got like your areola and then your actual nipple around my nipple it, it like it makes me want to vomit actually it, it like torn off a little bit like i could kind of flick it with my fingernail like disgusting anyway and then they're saying to me um you got to go to the doctor i'm like yeah 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 and at this point like my skin is stinging pretty fucking badly as you can imagine like if you go on my instagram I'll probably post the reel before I post this podcast. I literally like vlogged the entire fucking experience. What an idiot, but you know, seize the day. Um, yeah, my skin was like stinging and they're saying, yeah, the, the hospital's that way, like drive your scooter to the hospital. And I knew that I would get back on the scooter at some point, but I was like, I'm not getting on the scooter right now. And I was just like, nah, I can't. And he's like, I'll take you to the hospital, like get on the back of the scooter. And I was a bit nervous, but I was like, okay. But then as I got on the fucking scooter, Like, my blood was, like, my blood was going to get on him. And I just, like, I didn't get any shots before I came to Bali. And I was just, like, I just don't want open fucking wounds against someone else with dirt and a bike. And I was just, like, nah. And so I was, like, "Um, nah, nah, I don't want to go on by bike. And they were, like, do you want us to take you in a car? And, like, this sounds like there was a lot of English, but there wasn't. Like, they barely spoke English. And he's, like, do you want me to take you in a car? And I was, like, yes, please. And so they're, like, okay, wait here. So I sat down. Then I started crying because I was like, holy fuck, what's just happened? And again, filmed that because hashtag vlogging. And then I called my mom and then he put me in the car and I could barely get in the car without getting blood on his fucking door. And so I got in the other side and then I'm sitting in the back and then I call my mom again and I put some stuff in my story by that point. And I'm telling her what happened. And I said, have you seen the videos? And she's like, no, I haven't. And so she looks at the videos while she's on the phone to me. And she's like, <gasps> "Like massive shock. Like She's like, that's bad. I'm like, yeah, it's bad. Um, and then I'm saying to her, I'll get back on the scooter, though. And she's like, yeah, of course you will. You'll be right. Like, And everyone else is messaging me on Insta like, oh, my God, are you okay? That's so scary. Don't get on the scooter. And I'm like, no, I need to get on the scooter. One, I need it. Well, I could have got a taxi back to where I was staying i suppose but i also like have more places on the island i want to explore like people will laugh hearing me say this but i'm actually i'm not bad at driving the scooters it's just i tried to overtake a truck like never again that i will never fucking do again um but other than that like i'm okay at, at, at driving them like i genuinely am i fucking swear to god anyway so he takes me to the hospital i walk in This was the most fucking lit hospital in the entire fucking world. They lie me on this bed. I filmed the whole fucking thing. They didn't care. And they're just saying the funniest things. Like she's saying, I'll give you antibiotics. And I'm like thinking like, I thought she meant like an antibiotic tablet. So I'm thinking like I'm going to be on antibiotics for a week. And I was like can I drink? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you can drink. And I'm like, can I go to the beach? Like with all my grazers, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, you can drink you can go to the beach. You can smoke. You can do whatever you want. I mean, I don't smoke anyway, but oh my God, we were just pissing ourselves. It was so funny. Anyway, they start cleaning all my wounds and it fucking, it, it, it didn't tickle. That's for sure. But the funny thing was right. So like the, the left side of my body is like relatively deep grazers. Like it's pulled the skin off my, any tan I had in those areas will be gone. I'll have to start fresh. On the right side of my body, I've got really light grazes. Like, they're nowhere near as bad. And he cleaned the left side of my body. It hurt. And then he went around to the right side. And I'm like, fucking ow. Like, I was in so much pain. And I said, why does this side hurt uh, Hurt more? And it was funny. He'd been talking to me the whole time. But at this point, he's like, no, I don't speak English. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm asking the nurse, why, why the right side hurt more? You, you'll see it all on the vlog. Anyway, and she's like, because the left side is like deep um what would you call it basically it's a deep wound and the right side is surface level so the right side stings more whereas the left it's almost so deep it's inside your body to an extent like it's not that fucking deep but i didn't it it hurt because of the pressure he was putting on it but it didn't sting whereas the right side with the really really light surface level scratches stung really bad anyway and then i get to the end and i'm telling her my nipples (laughs) to i'm like my nipple's torn and she's like yeah yeah i'll look at it for you like we won't get him to do it like the most fucking lit nurses ever right and so she's looking at my nipple and this is what i mean by the experience changed me like i nearly fucking died when you nearly die like i did i nearly fucking died when you nearly die you will never be the fucking same again so i'm just fucking pulling my bra off whipping my tit out could not have give a fuck who saw Like, if some random walked in off the street, if some hot guy had walked in off the street, I literally couldn't have given two fucks. Like, I will never be the fucking same after that. Like, anyway, and so she, like, lightly dabs my nipple and puts this, like, antiseptic cream on it. But, like, she she just didn't do much because it's obviously, like, a really sensitive area. And I'm saying to her, like, it's, like, around the edge of my nipple. I'm like, if I just leave it alone, it'll just heal itself kind of thing. But, like, when I stood up after the accident, I felt my nipple stinging and I looked and I genuinely was, like, I'm going to need surgery. I'm about to lose a nipple, but it seems to be fine now. So the human body's fucking insane. Like the fact that I came off that fucking scooter, ripped the nipple. I don't like, again, I don't actually know physically what happened. Like, I don't know if I went forward, sideways, rolled over. Like I don't fucking know. But the fact that I don't have a broken bone, I don't understand. Again, thank fuck for the helmet. Like I genuinely think I'd be dead or have brain damage by now if I hadn't been wearing the helmet. So like, whoa. Anyway, so then I finished at the hospital and it was $17. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I know all they did was clean it, but, like, that's disgustingly cheap. Like, I was in a lot of shock at the time. I needed someone to take care of it for me. Um, I really want to fucking have a shower and kind of clean this because this, there's so much clear oozy shit coming out of my body. But at the same time if i have a shower i have to apply all the cream again and like i want it to last and she's already applied it for me and there's an ant crawling on me oh god they love the blood yuck anyway so i leave the hospital 17 dollars, and i'm like telling the guy like i'm gonna make a reel. do you have instagram like do you have instagram for the hospital and they're like no but your nurse does so i got the nurse guy on instagram and i'll um i was like yeah i'm gonna make a reel, and i'll tag you like it was just honestly so funny like we were in there having the biggest laugh I felt so safe even like when I was on the phone to my mom in the car with this guy she's like who are you with? like where are you going like and I'm like literally it's fine I'm safe like I feel safer here than I do in Australia probably like I feel like you know like not obviously not everyone but I feel like if that happened in Australia and this guy was probably in his 40s that drove me to the hospital I feel like an Australian man could easily pick you up in his 40s and be like shit hot I'm gonna murder this girl and honestly nine nine 9.9 times out of 10 it wouldn't happen in Australia either but like It's weird. I just feel so safe over here. Like, I've crashed. I've stood up. They don't really speak English. I don't speak Indonesian. And somehow we just worked it out and I just felt really fucking safe. Like, it's so weird. Like, I'm so obsessed with this country I can't even fucking describe. Anyway, so I walk out the front of the hospital doing some more videos, hashtag vlogging. And then one of the guys that was around when I crashed literally drove the scooter to the hospital for me. Like, I was like, that is so nice. Like, and I gave the guy that drove me 10, gave the guy that drove me to the hospital $10. And then I saw that a guy had ridden my scooter over for me and I went to give him $10 as well. Probably fucking should. I feel like a selfish cunt now, but anyway, um go out the front of the hospital, see my scooter, and I know I'm gonna get back on it to drive myself back to my hostel. Just took a moment to kind of like regroup. I was like, fucking hell, you know? Anyway, just get back on the scooter and I just took it really slow. Like I definitely didn't try to overtake anyone. And I just drove a bit slower than I did the first time. Again, the first time I wasn't even driving too fast. It's not that I can't drive the scooter, it's just the overtaking, but just rode it a little bit slower. and yeah honestly the attention i received on the way back on my little scooter like fucking living for it like i literally felt either famous or like a circus act take your pick but i'm on this scooter driving it by myself and my body looks fucked like even though they've cleaned me up my knees like bleeding again my arms like bleeding and weeping and people are like pointing from the side of the street like oh my god look at that oh my god and they're like tapping their friends oh my god look at that and then like there was this lady on a scooter in front of me with her partner and she's looking at me like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's okay. Like when this happened in Brisbane, the crash was nowhere near as bad. And I was like, hysterically crying. I was like, I can't even describe it. It was like the end of the world. This time, this is what I mean. The trips just changed me. Like nothing fucking phases me anymore. I got up and I was like, definitely in shock i didn't think i would be getting back on a scooter today but as soon as i finish this podcast i'm gonna drive to the beach again because that was my plan so that's what i'm gonna do but i just got up and i'm kind of like oh it's okay it's fine and then like people are messaging me on instagram like oh my fucking god are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm all right like it's all good you know and um yeah people are pointing on the street like oh my god what happened are you okay i'm like it's fine like literally could give two fucks And there's, like, this cooked part of me. I don't know if I said this at the start of the podcast. My brain is, like, going a 1,000 miles an hour right now. But, like, there's this cooked part of me that's actually glad it happened because it genuinely was a near-death experience. And I'm, like, the perspective that gave me in the space of one hour. Like I said, even getting my fucking nipple out, like, it was because the fucking accident happened and I nearly died. I was, like, I don't care about this. Um, I ripped my play suit. Anyway, um... Even this is, like, like it's not a big deal. And I'll probably still use the filters on my story because I love them. But, like, even when I was vlogging, I wasn't using a filter. I was just filming it with, like, my normal camera. And I was, like, had a double chin because I was lying on this bed. And I was just, like, I don't fucking care. If my nipple had have fallen out, I probably would have been, like, I don't fucking care. Like, when you nearly die, everything else just seems so fucking in- insignificant, you know. I'm going to stop this here. I'm going to go to the beach, come back. And if I think of anything else I wanna say or add, I'll just press record later. But yeah, I just wanted to get that out while it was fresh. Um, I'm gonna go to the beach now, wish me luck. Hello, beautiful people dropping back in. Now, <laughs> this, is, this is random as fuck, right? So obviously three seconds ago, you were listening to me saying like, I'll drop back in later if I've got anything else to say. That was from memory, I think it was like the 8th of November. And it's currently the thirteenth of Jan, <laughs> so, so this podcast re- recording's just been sitting there for two months with nothing added to it, and I don't know. I kind of got to the point where I was like, eh, "Fuck it, you never said anything else. Like, just leave it." But I'm like, no, "It's a cool fucking story, and there's just so many lessons in it, and also so much to share that followed the initial crash." Just listening over that last clip, the audio is obviously completely different, but it's fine. One is my voice. This is my voice. It's all the same fucking thing. But so that day, right? So after I crashed, I did the podcast. Like I I, I was in some fucking random vortex. I can't even fucking explain it. Like I'm just going to put it down to adrenaline, but I was like peaking all day. I was like, this is hilarious. Like obviously it wasn't that funny. Like it was a little bit painful, but I literally thought I was a sick cunt. I'm like i'm so tough i'm so brave i'm having a laugh like you know obviously went to that first hospital got cleaned up came home um recorded the potty and then i literally just got back on the bike and rode to the beach and that was like over an hour ride and yeah people are still pointing at me in the street like oh my fucking god look at her like what the fuck people are like like let's say i was on my scooter and there was like you know, two people on the scooter in front of me, the person on the back would turn around and be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I literally was like, this is so interesting, you know? Anyway, so I finally made it to the beach that I wanted to see. And you had to climb up this like big kind of lot of stairs to get to it. And like, holy fucking shit balls. Like, I, if you follow me on Instagram, there's a highlight called near death and there are videos of this moment and it'll be early in the highlight. And this might not come as a shock to anyone, but I was in a bad motherfucking way. So I rode the scooter all the way to the beach. I'm climbing up this fucking staircase, profusely sweating. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking throw up. Like I was so lightheaded. And at that point I realized I hadn't eaten all day and it was probably like two o'clock by this point and i hadn't eaten all day and i'm climbing up this staircase and it's hot and my arm is just like i mean even my leg all of the things my arm is like fucking oozing my knees in pain i'm gonna throw up and i literally lay on this fucking staircase using my backpack as a pillow people are walking past me like are you okay and i'm like yeah like literally nearly throwing up and i'm lying there thinking i have fucking bali belly," like it's finally happened right Anyway, I needed multiple breaks, but I finally made it to the top of the staircase, met this European couple, they gave me ibuprofen. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm not walking down to the beach. Like I just, I I can't, like I'm not well, right? Ended up making it to that beach like a week later or something, 10 days later, I don't know. So I did end up doing it, but that day I just like, I'd been so tough, I'd made it so far. And I just realized like I wasn't in a position to do a fucking hike, you know? Anyway, so I get on the scooter, ride myself back, stopped at this chemist on the way, got like gauze, fucking like sticky bandages, antiseptic this, antiseptic that. I'm like, I fucking got this. And then I go back to the hostel, like I was in a private room anyway. It wasn't really like a party hostel. It's more like a hotel vibe. But I get back there and I'm like, I'm gonna have a shower. Like, because the first hospital, hold on, first hospital was like, yeah, you can shower, you can whatever. And so I'm like, I'm gonna have a shower. I'm gonna clean it up. And I'm just, I started being like fuck I don't know what I'm doing and then I'm having people like message me on Instagram saying like don't use the fucking barley water like don't this do that and I'm just like fuck there's so much conflicting information I'm in fucking Indonesia by myself like what do I fucking do right and then it all just kind of got a bit much for me and I had a bit of a cry and I was just like fuck I can't not that I can't handle it alone but like I genuinely don't know how to take care of these wounds right and up until this point I hadn't Shown the ladies who worked at my hostel like what had happened. I was like, this is fucking embarrassing because I I don't know if I even mentioned this in in this potty, but fuck, it's so funny. When I first like, so this like, the scooter crash happened on the second day that I was riding scooters. The first day I was fine, but I was really confused with how to turn it on. And I flung the hostel scooter (laughs) into a fucking wall, smashed their tap off the wall. Water was spraying everywhere. It was so embarrassing. And I'm just thinking like, after yesterday, I can't fucking show these ladies that I've just crashed and, like, oh, like, just the state of my body, like, it wasn't fucking cool. Like, like I've said, if you haven't seen the highlight already, highlight, highlight already, go watch my near-death highlight on Instagram because, like, cunt. And, like, it's been, like, two months now. I've healed so well considering, but I I do have quite a few scars from it. Like, that's just the fact of the matter. Like, I'm going to be pretty dinged up, but that's fine. Um, Anyway, so I go downstairs and I'm like, hi, guys, this is the situation. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, let us take you to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, let's go. So she takes me to the hospital. And it's so funny, like going into this second hospital and being treated showed me so clearly how shit the fucking first hospital was. Now, I don't know. I kind of say this lightly because I'm like the way they treated it at the first hospital I'm like there would have been dirt in my grazers but it wouldn't have been as deeply set because it had like just happened and like it did hurt to get them cleaned the first time but they kind of just like cleaned it and like didn't bandage anything and they're like you can go in the ocean if you want like it might hurt but you can and they're like you can have a shower like it's fine when I get to the second hospital it's like a completely different set of advice and like a whole different process right so The most fucking traumatic part of this second hospital visit was, like, they're, like, your wound – why do I keep saying wounds? Your wounds are dirty. They're, like, we need to clean them. And I'm, like, yeah, cool, go for it. The – like, I – oh, my actual God, it gives me PTSD. Like, the way they fucking cleaned them, how do I – like, it's so hard to describe it verbally without actually physically being able to show someone how they did it. But, like, imagine you had, like, a saturated baby wipe, right? Like, they use gauze, but let's just, like, use baby wipe, Right. Imagine you had a fucking saturated baby wipe and you've just got this really bad graze on your body and you press down on the graze with your fucking baby wipe and you drag the baby wipe across the graze as hard as you possibly can. Like, cunt, I was fucking howling. Like, I was bawling my eyes out. I I honestly reckon that was easily like 8 out of 10 pain. Like, there's not many experiences piercing pains whatever that come to mind in my life that have been more painful than that like I actually can't think of something that was more painful than that ever like it fucking killed and they're saying you can't shower like the water here's not clean you can't go to the beach the water here's not clean we need a bandage like parts of your body you can't have them exposed to the air you can't have them exposed to the sun like and I'm just like oh my fucking god And so they bandaged me up like a mummy. I've got the funniest video of me in like these fucking mummy bandages, like dancing in my fucking room. Like it was a vibe, right? But like, yeah, basically the advice was so different and the care was just like a lot more thorough. And like, yeah, they just gave me so many steps and do this and don't do that and whatever, right? So I went home and it was so fucking hard to sleep in bed. Like all my grazes were like on the, like either on the front or kind of like the side of like my arms and legs and stuff. So I couldn't sleep on my front, which is normally how I'd sleep. I couldn't sleep on my side, which is another way I'd normally sleep. And I had to just lie on my back. Like imagine someone who's just had their tits done. Like no one wants to fucking sleep on their back straight. Like it was just fucking shit, right? Anyway, I wake up, there's fucking ooze and blood in my bed. Like it's just, it was so fucking messy. And I still found it really hard to care for them myself. So I honestly went back to the hospital like three or four times over the next few days, got them to redress it. Obviously I had to pay for that, but I just like wanted someone else to dress them that knew what they were doing. And it was a good opportunity for me to like ask questions every day. And like, yeah, I had this one nurse guy, maybe like once or twice, I mean, I obviously had like different people across different times on different days and whatever, but like There was this one nurse guy I would have a couple of times and he was just the fucking best. Like, we'd sit there and chat for like an hour and he was so nice and he had this like cute little accent. But the language barrier was definitely a barrier. Like, the amount of fucking Google Translate I had to use throughout this experience was just nuts. And it was just like, honestly, I commend myself for going through an experience like this alone because it's like, you're in a foreign country They definitely, this was in Nusa Penita, right? They definitely don't speak English in Nusa Penita as well as they do like on the mainland in Bali because like obviously people come over and tourists do go to Nusa Penita, but it's just not as high of a tourist destination as like, you know, the main parts of Bali. And also between, I mean, to my understanding between Bali and Nusa Penita, there's also a different language. Not that it makes a difference whether you know English or not, but like people in Bali predominantly speak Balinese and people in Nusa Penita speak Indonesian. Right and oh, I just had to use so much Google Translate and it was really fucking difficult. Like the amount of times I was like writing things in Translate and they weren't getting it. And I'm trying to advocate for myself and feeling like I'm not getting either the care or the answers that I need. Like it was just fucking really difficult. And like no shade, but yeah, the medical care is not as good over there as it is in Australia. We're very blessed, and it was just it was just difficult. Like, but yeah. Anyway, I just want to add in. The no showering was honestly one of the hardest parts about it. Like, I don't mean this in a diva way. Like, oh my God, I want clean hair. But like, if you're a girl or if you're a guy or whatever, if you have long hair, you know that like, your hair gets like a little bit dirty and you can like still slick it back. And it just gets to the point where like your hair's so fucking dirty. Like you literally feel filthy from the inside out. And being in such a hot climate, I was obviously fucking sweating. Because I was on the scooter most days. I only took like one day off. I had the crash, then I laid in bed the next day. And then the day after that, I was back on the scooters, right? And you're out there and you're sweating, and like, I don't know. I would jump in the water, sorry, not the water, the shower, and try to wash like the bottoms of my legs or my armpits or like, yeah, like I'd wash my bits. I just felt fucking filthy. And I remember calling my mum, like, I don't know if it was like four or five days post accident, and I was like literally crying. And I was like, it's just fucking hard. Like, I just feel dirty. You know and i'm like it's funny i was like in pain but i was able to manage that and it was inconvenient and i was able to manage that and like i was able to like manage all the fucking feelings like like i said i was happy as fuck anyway but the feeling dirty like it was just a lot you know and i remember having my first shower like yeah i think it was like six days i again the nurse was like you can jump in the shower just do it just like saline all your wounds after make them really clean like you know put your cream on whatever And that first shower, oh, felt so good. Like, I've got the shampoo in my hair. I'm, like, literally wetting my face, water head to toe. Like, it was so fucking good. But it was so difficult not being able to shower. So, post all the fucking trauma of getting it cleaned and it being difficult, mentally, I went into a fucking happy little go-lucky vortex. I can't even, like, I don't have the actual language for it. I... All I can say is for the next week, I have never been happier in my entire life. And I, like, hand on heart, it was like I just elevated into the highest fucking version of myself immediately. And I'm like, I pretty much put it down to I nearly fucking died. But, like, you know, before that, I'd been in Bali. I'd been, like, partying and drinking. And, like, some people say that, like, drinking a lot affects your mental health and stuff. I Like, I think I was fine. I was actually loving it. I was learning so much about myself, meeting new people, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. It was great. But then, like, on the flip side, being in Nusa Penida, I was, you know, by myself again. But I wasn't in hostels meeting people. I wasn't partying at all. And I had to have quite a lot of downtime because of my injuries. So I was just in my room, like, playing on my laptop or, like, going to breakfast alone and just, like, messaging people. And, like, I, I like, I literally can't explain it. My mind has never been in such a fucking profound place in my entire life. I was just like so full of creativity. My mind was so clear, but again, like it's not the lack of alcohol because like when I'm at home in Melbourne, I'll go weeks and weeks without drinking and I still never really feel as clear as I felt there. And I don't know. I I I honestly just put it down to the fact that like I was just so out of my comfort zone, experiencing new things, slowing down a lot. Like it was kind of a combination of a lot of factors. I felt, but whatever. I was like fucking pinging. Like I felt so creative, so potent, obsessed with myself, so motivated. Like I there's like this part of me that wish I just fucking stayed there forever. Like I was ended up being there for ten days. It was supposed to be two, and I ended up staying for ten days because I was just like. Not in so much pain i couldn't move but like it was pretty rocky for the first maybe like four or five days like my scratches stung really fucking badly and just the thought of like packing my suitcase and trying to move to a new place i was just like it's just too much i was just like genuinely happy where i was very fucking happy and i was just like i'm just i'm just gonna stay here so i stayed there for like 10 days and yeah i was just again Again, if you follow me on Instagram and you were kind of present around that time, then you will know what I mean. I was just in like a whole other flow. It was fucking incredible. But I have been back on the scooter pretty much every day since that accident happened. People are like, you're fucking crazy. Like, how are you getting back on the scooter? And I'm just like, I fucking love it. Like, the scooters are honestly 30% of what made my trip away so fucking incredible. Like, I'm a fully converted biker girl now. I'm going to get my fucking international bike license. I'm going to buy either a scooter or a bike. I don't know. I need to figure out what it's like in Melbourne, like, what's legal on the roads and this and that. But, like, I fucking need one. Anyway, it was just such a fucking profound experience. Like, my mum came to Bali in December, right? And then we went over to Nusa Penita because I was like, you have to fucking see it. You have to soak up the energy. Like, it's my whole heart and soul. Like, I was fucking ride or die Nusa Penita, right? And we went and hired the scooters because, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's so funny. People would be like, why the fuck are you putting your mum on a scooter after that's happened? But, like, it's – I think I said earlier in the potty, like, when I called her after it happened, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting back on the scooter though, And she's like, yeah, of course course you are. Like, you'll be right, you know? Anyway, and so we go to hire the scooters from the place that I had always been hiring them. And the guy that works there was like, oh, your daughter's so tough. Like, you should be really proud of her. Like, people thought I was fucking insane. Like, and and when I look back, I'm like, I kind of am. Not necessarily insane, but I'm like one fucking tough bitch. Like, these wounds were fucking gnarly. And just like, to go through it, to go to the hospital, to come home, record a potty, get back on the bike laugh about it all day come home get back on the bike the next day like it was like it didn't even fucking affect me or it affected me in the best ways possible like I was literally pinging but I don't know I just yeah like I said before I think just being so out of my comfort zone I I, I really truly do believe that that breeds the most self-growth possible and I think when you're growing you feel a potency in your brain that like you don't always feel. And the best way I can describe it, it's like being on a natural fucking high, like literally high on life, high on your fucking self. Like it was just, I'm not saying to go crash a bike, but you know, I truly do believe that being out of your comfort zone creates those feelings. And it was just unreal. And it just gave me the most carefree attitude. Like you've nearly fucking died, Who gives a fuck? All the things you think fucking matter, don't. Like I said, I'm like, have a look at my nipple cunts. I don't care. I was fucking going out every day wearing clothes that I wouldn't normally be comfortable in. I wasn't using filters as much. Like, I just, yeah, like, I sound like a broken record. But I think, like, when you kind of face, you know, I feel like so dramatic being like, I nearly died. But, like, I kind of believe that. Like, I remember saying to mum, like, during that week after it happened, I was like, Do you ever just stop and think, like, you have a child that nearly died? And she's like, Shani, you didn't nearly fucking die. She's like, you came off a scooter. I'm like, if you saw the fucking state of the helmet, then you can't say that I didn't nearly die because the whole thing was fucking scraped. That would have been my head. That would have been my brain. No doubt I would have torn the skin off my entire cheek. Like, I can pretty much confidently say that. And you can imagine how much impact that would have on your brain. I think it is, like a pretty high chance that i either could have died or could have got brain damage or just something like fucking serious could have happened and i just think when you come out of an experience like that literally laughing like let's go cunts vlogging in the fucking hospital and then getting back on the scooter that you just nearly died on like that's just a a fucking yolo nothing matters energy you know and i just oh just never been so fucking happy but Anyway, that's about all I have to say on the matter. I just, I saw the fucking scooter crash potty sitting there and I was like, I don't want to let it go to waste. So I thought I would wrap it up. And yeah, I will do a completely separate potty, like kind of wrapping up my entire holiday because I am back in Melbourne now. Why the fuck did I ever come back? It's been like four days and I'm like, get me out of here. I'm ready for the next adventure. Um, But yeah, I just thought I would wrap that story up and then the next potty I'll kind of delve into everything else that happened on the holiday and yeah, I'm back, bitches. I will see you in the next potty.